Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 41, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome everyone, and we have reached week nine of God's Big Story. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. Well, hello Marvin. So, uh, well, did you have a good weekend? Oh, I did, Dave. Uh, You know, I just relaxed, listened to some music, played some board games. Oh, you did. So what games do you play? Well, my favourite game is called Settlers of Mutan. Settlers of Mutan? Yeah, yeah, David. It's a cow strategy game. It's invented by a German cow called Klaus Muber. So you you have to build barns on imaginary island, and, and you trade with the other players for wood and hay uh, and milk and apples and pancakes. I see. Okay. Well, and did you win? No, no, not this time, Dave. Hector kept rolling sevens and then putting the black sheep in my barn. Okay, well, I have no idea what that means, but still, sounds like you had a fun weekend. Oh, yeah, Dave, it was fun. But it's Monday. You know what that means. I do, Marvin. It is recap day. What have we heard the Bible say? Let's remember it's recap day. Okay, so are you ready to do this, Marvin? Oh, I sure am, Dave. Let's go. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so God created the world and it was perfect, but then came the fall. Yep, sin came, it got worse and worse, and so God sent the flood. But there was Noah, his ark, and the rainbow. Okay, yeah, then Abraham followed God, and God made covenants with him, and gave him circumcision, the sign of that covenant. Yep, then came Isaac, almost sacrificed, grew up, married Rebecca, had twins, Jacob and Esau. Yeah, Jacob tricked Esau, and then he had to run away. Uh, He got two wives, and he came back and had twelve sons. Yep, then Joseph, one of the sons, well, he annoyed his brothers, he got sold and carted off to Egypt. Yeah, then he got thrown into prison... But he got out when he told the pharaoh that his dream was a warning about the famine. Yep, so he got put in charge, and then his brother showed up, and eventually Joseph forgives him, and he brings the whole family down to Egypt. So they're there for 400 years before Moses is born, and then rescued from the river. Then he grows up, and he kills a guy, runs away, and spends 40 years out in a desert. Yep, then God appears in the burning bush, and he sends him back to Egypt to rescue his people. And when Pharaoh won't listen, there was water turning to blood, frogs, gnats, flies, animals dying, boils, hailstones, darkness, locusts, and finally the death of all the first well that was close this week good work marvin yeah thanks dave you know i wasn't sure i'd get all those plagues squeezed in okay well we had better get to today's reading so last week we heard about the 10th and final plague but of course it hasn't happened yet and today we get to a super important part of god's big story oh okay oh okay so so who's reading today well today we're back to our friend lydia oh hi lydia Hi there. Today we have two readings from Exodus chapter 12, verses 1 to 14, and then verses 28 to 32, the Passover. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in Egypt. He said, from now on, this month will be your first month. Each of your years will begin with it. Speak to the whole community of Israel. Tell them that on the 10th day of this month, each man must get a lamb from his flock. A lamb should be chosen for each family and home. Suppose there are not enough people in your family to eat a whole lamb, then you must share some of it with your nearest neighbour. You must add up the total number of people there are. You must decide how much lamb is needed for each person. The animals you choose must be males that are a year old. They must not have any flaws. You may choose either sheep or goats. 
take care of them until the 14th of the month. Then the whole community of Israel must kill them when the sun goes down. Take some of the blood, put it on the sides and tops of the doorframes of the houses where you eat the lambs. That same night, eat the meat cooked over a fire. Also eat bitter plants and eat bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat when it is raw. Don't boil it in water. Instead, cook it over a fire. Cook the head, legs and inside parts. Do not leave any of it until morning. If some is left over until morning, burn it up. Eat the meat while your coat is tucked into your belt. Put your sandals on your feet. Take your walking stick in your hand. Eat the food quickly. It is the Lord's Passover. That same night, I will pass through Egypt. I will strike down all those born first among the people and animals, and I will judge all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood on your houses will be a sign for you. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. No deadly plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. Always remember this day. You and your children after you must celebrate this day as a feast to honour the Lord. You must do this for all time to come. It is a law that will last forever. And now the second section, starting at verse 28. They did just what the Lord commanded, Moses and Aaron. At midnight, the Lord struck down every oldest son in Egypt. He killed the oldest son of Pharaoh who sat on the throne. He killed all the oldest sons of prisoners. He also killed all the male animals born first to their mothers among the livestock. Pharaoh and all his officials got up during the night. So did all the Egyptians. There was a loud crying in Egypt because someone had died in every home. During the night, Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron. He said to them, get out of here. You and the Israelites, leave my people. Go, worship the Lord just as you have asked. Go, take your flocks and herds, just as you have said, and also give me your blessing. Thanks, Lydia. So it happened. It did. This terrible plague came to pass. God judged Egypt and their false gods, and all over the country, the firstborn died that very night. But the Israelites were saved. Yep, when they took the blood of a lamb and put it on their doorposts, God would pass over their houses. They would not die. And look what God is doing. Look how important this thing is. He tells them to remember what he has done every single year for the rest of time by eating this special meal called Passover. God commanded them never to forget what he had shown them. They were to tell their children and their children's children and their children's 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 children so that they would know who he is, his power, his judgment, and his mercy. Like I said, this is a super important part of God's big story. Well, Dave, do we still eat the Passover meal? I mean, God told them that they should do it forever, right? Ah, well, that's a great question. And here comes our friend, Professor. It's Professor Westminster. 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 Summer, springtime, of course. Hi, everybody. <laughs> well, hello, Professor. Okay, so, Professor, we've reached the Passover, and Marvin was wondering if we still eat the Passover today. I see, yes. Well, the Jewish people do, yeah? Uh, they, they still eat the Passover meal every year. But no, in our churches, no, we don't celebrate the Passover anymore. But how come, Professor? Didn't God say we were supposed to? Well, here's the thing, Marvin. A few thousands of years later, Jesus and his disciples would gather up to celebrate the Passover like they did every year, yeah? 
We call that the Last Supper. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Okay, good, yeah. So, the thing was, this Passover meal was going to be very different from any other one. Jesus, he took the meal and he said, from now on, this meal is not going to be about remembering what happened in Egypt. From now on, it is going to be about remembering me. You see, Marvin, God was about to do something even greater, even more important than what he did in Egypt. You see, the very next day, Jesus would die on the cross. So, Marvin, we don't eat Passover in our church anymore, but we have a different meal, and we call it communion or the Lord's Supper. And there we eat bread to remember Jesus' body that was broken, and we drink wine or juice to remember his blood that was spilled for us. Yes. Now when we eat, we don't remember the little lamb, you know, the lamb that goes, the one that was sacrificed for the blood to be put on the door. We remember Jesus' blood that was shed for us. Because now, if we are covered by the blood of Jesus, we are saved, not just from death, but from eternal death. By his blood, we are saved and made fit for heaven. (laughs) So you see, Marvin, this is another signpost that God has dropped into this big story. This little lamb that died so its blood could save the people. Oh, hey, Dave, is that why Jesus is sometimes called the Lamb of God? That is excellent, Marvin, and yes, that is why. So, boys and girls, today thank God for the Lamb of God, for Jesus. Thank him that he sacrificed himself so that we could be saved from death, that he gave up his body and his blood on the cross to rescue us from being separated from God forever. Wow! So, Dave, well, that's them free. The Israelites can leave Egypt, huh? Well, we're getting there, Marvin, but we're not there just yet. Tomorrow, we'll hear what happens next. Okay, great. Well, well, thanks, Dave. And hey, thanks, Professor. Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> see you guys soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and John.